Real quick pre-intro to the intro. I appreciate you guys. Uh, I'm going to cut this uh, podcast into two segments because we had everybody together. I think it'll go good. It's got enough length. Uh, the first one's a little bit more Q&A, BS session, fun times. And the second one is Andy's Buck story that I think I'll release next week. And enter code WEXP at checkout if you got to buy any custom gear before next uh, hunting season. Uh, if you still have a tag in your pocket, good luck. Team Harder and Bucks, this is a podcast intro, I guess. Yeah, send it. We're live, folks. Recording right. from our shed studio in Dave's backyard. Yeah. The one and only. We got a nice heater. Yeah. A beautiful building. <laughs> we got that. beers. We got whiskey. Proper 12. We're going to yeah. give that a shot. America, too. Well, guys, this is a... You can't see the carp. That's oh, the, that carp is... Yeah. I just hung that today. Okay. I'll yeah. take a shot of that later. You'll have to I, I take a pan and like add, add, edit it in oh, okay. there. Da- See, notice Dave, Dave creates a lot of work. Uh, he's the idea man, <laughs> not That's the all executor. I do. <laughs> but, I'm always just like, Byron, get a shot of this. <laughs> add that we into this. this, man. You can do that, right? Let's do it. <laughs> uh, but this is the uh, one we're going to tell Andy's Buck story since we all three of us together because that's a, a three-man team there. But then uh, this is some Q&A early on from our Patreon guys, and we, we tremendously appreciate that group. Um, we try to get back to that group with additional content, and we kind of just, I don't know, discuss a little more tactics. I feel like opening it up to those guys about really what's going on and what I feel has made us uh, a little better is I'm giving back a little more there or, uh, you know, providing more on that outlet. But we're going to answer a few questions that came in, and if you guys are interested in joining Patreon, by all means, we'll let it, uh, you guys know. I'll put a link in the show notes. And uh, we're giving away a couple Nomad uh, scouting hoodies. Nice. Uh, A-Rod's got one on today, but it's a yep. it's a good scouting piece. It's got a good like hood, uh, earth tone, so you know you can hunt with it if you want, but also a little bit covert as far as if you don't want people to think you're hunting. Um, Is this your first time, bud? Yeah, everyone's kicking, be- kicking the table and stuff on the intro. <laughs> well, I had to set up at first, and I fell down. You're raggedy. Oh god! Yeah, I know I'm terrible at like interrupting and stuff like that. But as Byron's talking, you're just like, "Yep, uh huh, yeah, <laughs> okay." I was like, "You can't talk over each other. You got it's, yeah. it's well." It, we're three sitting here, so it will happen for sure. And I'm probably the worst one at it, but. I know it's it's not what you should do. Whenever I re-listen to our podcast, I'm like, fuck, I interrupt like crazy. Oh, disclaimer, this is a Patreon podcast. podcast. Okay. Well, no, this is going to go on the main feed, but well, Patreon drives the, on the No, we're, we're letting it rip, but this is our disclosure. If disclosure. you have little ears, uh, we're we going to drink some beverages. As, as we already done said the F-bomb. We should have thrown it in before. Maybe I'll, I'll cut it in after. <laughs> More editing work from Dave. <laughs> Yeah, throwing the, uh, what's he do on our videos? Like, yeah, I always do cartoon <laughs> noises. <laughs> There's usually a lot of them on my videos. Yeah. Big A, you said you were going to lead us with a toast. Yeah, you ready? Oh, yeah. If this was the ocean and we were ducks, we'd swim our way down and drink our way up. But this ain't the ocean and we ain't ducks, so we're going to take these shots and get fucked up. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Cheers. Oh, that was good. To that. Might have to work bucks into that somehow. Ah, proper oh, twelve. Yeah. That's pretty smooth. Ain't as bad as the first. Yeah, one. yeah, it is smooth. Smooth. Not the best taste, but smoothish. It tastes like whiskey, I guess. The first time I had it, it was real warm, so it was a little. I don't. I don't like tuning shots of of whiskey necessarily. Okay. 
I don't know, people, a lot of people do, like, when we, if we're all, like, drinking or something like that at a bar, people buy, like, around, like, Crown Apple or something like that, and I'm just like, which I think, that's whiskey, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm always just like, ah. But it's made in Canada. <laughs> just, I'm always just, like, it. dreading it, like, this is the worst. Maybe it's because I've usually been drinking a bunch of beers. I feel like the dark liquor just doesn't sit good, like, on top of, like, sudsy beers. Yeah. Whereas, like, I could shoot tequila shots the rest of the night, fireball shots the rest of the night. Oh, no. No issues there. But, like, throw a little dark whiskey on it, it's just like, uh, I just the feel it feel burning it. down to my I soul. don't mind a shot it of just, whiskey and then start my beers. Yeah, exactly. Like what we just did. That, yeah. that, I don't well, mind I'm, that. I'm nine deep. <laughs> well. I'm two. All right, guys. Quick hitter right here off the bat. 870 or muzzleloader? Which are you picking and why? I need one minute. A-Rod, I'm going to start it with you. If you if we just wrapped up firearm season. We're about to go into muzzleloader season in Ohio. You know, if somebody's looking at, at getting into deer hunting, which would you steer them towards? Well, those are two different questions. Okay, okay. Then I'm going to say, which yeah. is <clears throat> your weapon of choice between those two? Um, I think I'm going to go muzzleloader just because of range. Okay. For example, um, you know, when you need something to shoot a little further than an 870 or something with a scope on it, you know, the muzzleloader would definitely uh, be on my pick over an 870. If I know I'm going to go do a deer drive or something with close close, close quarters, I'm going to pick an 870 okay. over a muzzleloader. Have you killed more deer with either a pump or a semi or the muzzleloader? A muzzleloader for sure. Okay. Dave. Always scoped? No, not always scoped. Just the past you, year. You used to always run open sight muzzleloader yeah, forever, sorry, right? And then he'd throw a red dot on, didn't he? Uh, shotgun. Okay. Shotgun. Okay. Yeah, I like the red dot yeah. on the shotguns. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Because even, I like red dot better than open sights just on a lot of guns because open sights, you got like, so you got your back sight and then you got your front sight. Yeah. So you have to line up two things. Yeah. Then onto the target. So you got to line up three things. And then as far as like a red dot goes, just put the red dot on the thing and just fire away. Yeah, I, I bet your, your groups at 40, 50, kind of that tweener range, really improve with a red dot over irons. We, well, yeah, I don't know. Because with the red dot, like you see, clearly like dot on target probably is not the most accurate because your angle and whatnot and where your eyes, I don't know, the what the angle of your barrel might be a little different. But like with the whereas open sights make you line up straight, you know, Yeah. I don't know. Do you want a gold one? No, I got this gold. I've always just liked. I just feel like throwing a red dot on a target and just letting it rip is is, is, is a okay. lot easier. Yeah. You eight seventy or muzzleloader? I uh, see. Uh, always the eight seventy. Okay. You like the multiple shots? I do. And yeah. and, and I'll run just single bead. You, you've killed some deer single bead on our yeah. YouTube channel. Check that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Single bead. Uh, but but like prime example, like uh, you know the the small block I shot this year me and Andy were sitting together mm -hmm. and I was like, we're like, it's, it was, well, Andy was trying to get me to shoot it at like 250. <laughs> like, oh, she's dialed, bud. He's <laughs> like, yeah, but that deer's far as shit, man. The scene dick, you like, remember legendary shots ringing out of that with the old, <laughs> yeah, the old shotgun. That video's on YouTube too. <laughs> yeah. We were trading guns back and forth. Andy's shooting away, I'm reloading you're, the muzzleloaders. You're reloading while I'm shooting a different gun. <laughs> I'm just you're reloading them, giving them back and forth to them like, uh, what's that movie with old Mel Gibson? <laughs> Patriot. Patriot. Yeah, yeah, Patriot. <laughs> oh man, that was funny. And he was, yeah, that was the whole story there. So you're but, taking the 870. Yeah. Always. You like the multiple shot. I like the multiple shots. I like the um, would, um, just well, the reloadability. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, would yeah. you get a rifle barrel or just maybe a short barrel with uh, true rifle style sights? If I had to choose, I would choose a um, like uh, like a slug barrel, like a smooth bore, but like they're like a 
smidge longer mm -hmm. than like my so that you don't have to buy the more expensive slugs yeah the rifle slugs yeah well i'll throw pumpkin balls through through a rifle barrel mm -hmm. i mean i'm not that worried about it um just clean it out you know because it's lead versus steel rifling yeah i think you can you can lead you can get it out of there but like um that's what they say the lead will get stuck in the rifling I don't know. I'm not a gun person yeah. at all. But I will. I've shot pumpkin balls through rifle barrels. When you say pumpkin ball, you mean the ones that are already grooved, the rifled slugs? Yeah. The, the cheap rifled slugs. Yeah. And I've heard that, like, rifling of those. It's opposite, opposite of, yeah. It's a whole thing. But, I, 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 I but let like us know them. if you know. I'm sure a lot of people do. You know, I would know Greg Tubbs. Greg Tubbs. Yeah. Dude knows a little bit about everything. We should call him up. But Yeah. A lot of people have probably done a lot of testing with gun stuff and whatnot. Yeah. Especially, like, yeah, because they're, they're northern, you know, that, overall. I don't know, but their their gun seasons are extensively longer, right? I mean, our gun seasons are just more sportsmen than we. We, are. we have we have a one week gun season. More like I'm just not style. going to spend a ton of time figuring out guns when we can yeah. only shoot them for a week. Yeah, yeah, and we have that that pistol cartridge straight. That's ball a new thing. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a fan. I've, I've never. I won't invest any money. I would rather us just strictly have stayed to a shotgun state and yeah. not have gone that route. Because yeah. now you got these, what are they, like the, the 450 and 450s. I don't know. I don't know if those are any more advantageous than a shotgun, but they feel like it to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm, it's because I don't have one. I'm, <laughs> I'm just jealous. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to steer us back on the 870 versus yep. muzzleloader. Always 870 for I, me. I'm going to I'm gonna go back with A-Rod. I'm, I'm a muzzleloader guy. Right. Yeah. I figured y'all would. <clears throat> yeah, y'all always do. And there's been times with both of y'all where I've shot y'all's muzzleloader instead of my shotgun. <laughs> it's definitely situational for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I I like the muzzleloader. I like the one-shot accuracy. I like, uh, I, I feel like it's a 100-yard rifle with, with minimal investment. You know, m both of my cheaper muzzleloaders can outshoot me uh, out to 150 yards. Yeah, for sure. So so I'm a big fan of that, and I think it just fits my hunting style. I like the extra couple days you get with one. It, if somebody's new to hunting, you know, you get a couple extra days yeah. there. Exactly. To pursue, and think, generally, generally yeah. there's snow on the ground, especially in Ohio, where we don't get snow a lot in December. Maybe, maybe it's just the kind of the way I like started hunting. First off, you did the deer drives, the deer all deer style. drivers, yeah. deer camp style, thirty people deer drives. I was a dog for <laughs> ever, you know. Just mm -hmm. as soon as I could, and I was fourteen out there, a dog. Just uh, I don't Walking. even think I had a gun half the time. Yeah, <laughs> just go walk, yell, scream, stay in line with us, and we're just gonna walk and just try to just push deer and just like everybody just had shotguns you know and then um i mean yeah so i'm just i've always just had shotguns yeah, like i do walk all right well we're gonna make a pivot and we're gonna get into some of the patreon questions thoughts of the day um, how professional he is dude i i'm yeah. on it but this is a good one this, and dave you are good for this because of uh, a lot of western research you did this year and and you've you hunted whitetails and out west but this was this came in from jason s and it is best purchase of this past season and then obviously he wants to know plans for 2022. Um, but best purchase of this last season. Best couple gear purchases. I know you sent me these right. these these questions. I did not read them because uh, I just like to go. I like to go with it. I like it. I'm just gonna take a guess that you said Jason S because you can't pronounce his last name. Dude, uh, Shubitowski. That's Shubitowski. You tell me. Not bad. 
You, what are you going to steer it I think I would say uh, Shubatowski. Okay, well, you... I think it's a low U. Yeah, okay. Shubatowski. Okay. Definitely you, Shubatowski. Okay, so we, we uh, if we butchered your name, we apologize. But you best said best purchase? Yeah. Well, it was a two-parter, right? What was the second part? Uh, uh, plan purchases for next year, but like... Just in general? Yeah, like I look at uh, your Metcalf yeah, that's and right. a couple of those items. What would you say is a couple of your better gear items from, from this year that you would want people to know about? Any boots? Um, no, not necessarily. Not, not, not crazy boot wise. There, there are, there is something that I'm missing. Definitely the Metcalf though was definitely a good purchase. Uh, I thought that was better than my Kuyu. Bino harness. Yeah, Western wise. Yeah. Bino yeah, harness. You, you spent that. good money on a Bino harness. Did you think it was? It worth wasn't it? that much money, but yeah, I think that was probably my best purchase because I use it for white tails well, as you well. Get? It's you the get? Um, marsupial. Uh, marsupial gear. Um, I don't know if it's a name. It's like the open style. It's the open it, style. It folds, but there's holes this, on the yeah, side. Yeah, the sides are But open. the magnets through your own exo. The magnets are nice, yeah. That's so we think. We think? We don't know. But we I, don't know. That's what someone else told us online. Because yeah. I was bitching about His own exo was a 180. And someone was saying, and someone was saying uh, magnets. magnets in your on your China, chest yeah. harness could, huh. could... So and once they said that, like good. during like White Hill season, like I would, and I always have my binoculars on me, I'd be like... Holding, holding it way out. <laughs> <laughs> doing this the whole time yeah but uh yeah i think that would probably would be because it because it had the rangefinder pouch on the side of it the binos are right there you know the little thing flipped down it wasn't in the way at yeah, all it's like it's under. pretty like like they're really small straps you know mm -hmm. some of them yeah, yeah. Uh, bino harnesses have these like huge contraptions on the back of your uh you know, I don't like know between your shoulder blades and stuff and i'm just like this thing just had real small straps um built really well on the left side i carried my Wind indicator when we were out west. Yeah. Now we did do, uh, you know, we kind of did a mix of mix of milkweed and the poof bottle. Mm -hmm. um, I've kind of been a mix of both of those, even for whitetails, for for a handful of years now. Ever since we started using milkweed, I've always still kind of had a puff bottle. Kind I don't like do the puff bottle. I, I don't do the puff bottle in the white. This is so much more like uh, it's quick and easy, convenient. convenient yeah. yeah. But Just I want to get a quick quick wind read. Boom, boom. But if you like, say I'm set up and I'm sitting there and I really want to see what's doing. Yeah. I'm throwing milkweed. Yeah, but like if I'm just like walking in, just kind of checking checking things, like as I'm walking, I'm just a little poof here, poof there. But uh, yeah, that probably was the best thing. Hey, Ron, you, best purchase of this um, past season. Anything stick out or a couple items stick out? Yeah, not too sure. I think uh, I didn't buy too much this off season, I don't think, but uh, my saddle, I use my saddle a lot this year. What saddle you got? Uh, the Tethered Mantis. Okay. But um, Quit stomping them shit kickers on the floor. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't buy too much, I don't think, in the off season. Okay. <laughs> I uh, really nothing. no, deer saddle. That's probably the biggest thing for sure. Cause you hunt, you damn near straight saddle times. hunted this year. Yeah, every time except for once. And yeah. I was half and half last year. What'd you do saddle. this year? This you year, were on the ground a little more this year. This year I did more stand. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know why really. I know no real reasons why. I just didn't went more sand this year than I did saddle. I think I hunted a lot more of my uh, pre scouted trees this year, so. Like, I already knew, like, trees that were good for stands. Yeah. Whenever I'm scouting, I'm looking for stand trees. You know, That's even something. though I've done saddle hunting and stuff, I'm I'm not, like, looking at a tree like, that'd be a saddle tree. You know, I'm always looking for a good stand tree, and if I don't really know exactly what tree to, yeah. that I'm going to go to, then I would probably take the saddle. That's something I want to work on this off season is uh, when I go look at a piece or something, I'll check some stuff out, and then I'll leave, and then I'll wish I would have picked a tree for that spot. 
Oh yeah, I always that's specific tree, not as far as saddle versus. Oh yeah, stand, and I leave notes and I say tree. get in the crotch, yeah. the crotch next to the beach tree. But yeah, I mean, like I said, like extreme notes because be Onyx, able to shoot straight. Like Onyx is not yeah, like pinpoint accurate. No, so and in it's the like, dark. You said take yeah. a picture sideways on Onyx; it gives it a little more view. You can do like the, the panoramic view. one. You the can do a wide view. Yeah, mm -hmm. the where you do the point five thing. But yeah, I'm not like uh, you know jumping on like saddle bandwagon or nothing, but um, that's just something I picked up. Okay. Or off season because quite a bit this year. it's crazy that you even have to say like I ain't jumping on the saddle yeah, bandwagon because well because that saddle hype has gone uh, it's gone it's crazy yeah. it's gone outrageous like like you know <laughs> that funny uh, you know like you got these like huge guys who claimed oh I'm just I'm just trying to cut weight I just go so far deep in I'm just trying to cut Our weight tomorrow <laughs> they're like three hundred like yeah. thirty pound dudes I'm like dude simmer down. With this, like you, you know, yeah, great. You, there are saddles for fat people. We have some, but like, what, like, come up. Just, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've complained about this too, too often on podcasts and stuff. Like the, shaving the saddles. The saddles' advantage is not the weight savings. I wouldn't even say it's the, um, the the, the three sixty shootability. Exactly. I wouldn't no even either. say that's the advantage. A lot of people I are using big platforms. A, I think it's the packability. Yeah. I think that's where it become where it shines. I think um, I would probably try to fidget my way into more trees in the saddle than I would in the stand. Like if I had a stand, I would look for specific stand trees. Saddle, I feel like I could fidget my way into a lot of almost anything. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. Can. Um, yeah, speaking of that, you know, I have a the tether manis with a tether pouch, and I literally fit my bow rope, bino, binos, um, you know, rangefinder, everything in that pouch. So when I pack up, I have my uh, Lone Wolf Custom Gear platform, and everything in the pouch, and that's it. That's the only thing I need besides clothes. So um, it's definitely the packability for me to to yeah. use it a lot more. I do it all on like a book bag. Yeah, and it's like smaller than my shoulders, and none sticks up high. So like if you know you got to go through some like some honeysuckle and stuff like if I hunt the rabbit piece, mm -hmm. I know I got to go through like a honeysuckle maze for like it's like a forty yard stretch. It's not it's not crazy, but like just ducking under that honeysuckle and stuff with a stand is is, is impossible. There's you know? times where you think you're going to your limb. You think you're it, good. It, you're, it, like, yeah. ah! you're like you're like God damn it. <laughs> but a lot of times in that small habitat, I like a stand. Yeah, or, because or, the extent I could, like I could hunt low. Yeah, you're hunting low. You you don't have the bridge system in the middle of your firing mechanism. But yep. I'd yeah. say my favorite purchase was that that, uh, um, that canvas wall tent, that Kodiak canvas. Okay. I, I used it, I think, three major trips. Um, yeah. And I used it uh, spring when it was March, uh, 30, 40 degree nights. And then I used it um, summer, uh, 50, 60. Uh, yeah, 60, 70 degree night. And then uh, I used it for a turkey opener. And I just like how it, you can I can set it up in 10 minutes solo now. So if you're going hunting, if you know you're going to do like a one-nighter somewhere, um, like real quick, um, say you're like out of state, you're, you're basically going to be camping out your truck, but you just want to have like a little better sleeping arrangements. Yeah. Would you take that or would you take yeah. the, the new the elk hunting no. tents we took? I would take my, my Kodiak. Well, it's six and a half foot. So I can get dressed in it, you know. That's the, probably the biggest. That's difference. the biggest win about that tent. It sets up in 10, 10 minutes solo. Yeah, it's like four poles. So, so that to me, and then honestly, that that um, when we did the oak trip, that uh, that fixed blade knife. 
uh, what yeah. was that? Azula? Essie? What was the name? Essie sounds right. I think it was the, yeah. Uh, it was like a $54 yeah. fixed blade knife. I got to recommend it from a guy at my work, and we looked into it. Super light. But yeah. it, it, it's, I attach it to the bottom yeah, of that yeah, bino we, harness. Yeah, we put it on the bino harness, and the whole elk trip, you're picking it. Yeah, I, you pull it out like once a day to do something dumb. Just, yeah, to pick at something, you pick know. Pick at something, uh, cut something. Uh, it was ridiculous how much I used yeah. that knife. And, and the, I've never been a fixed blade knife guy, but I would... I mean, it was pretty sweet. Uh, it then you could carry that. Out. You got that on you. Yeah. You know, and then it's on your bino harness on the outside. I guess if you ever needed to the jab at a bear or something you could it's there you know but like but it's always on the outside like i said for the quick for the quick easy access oh well shit my uh i got something stuck on something i need to just just cut a couple of this piece of thread real quick that way i don't rip my whole jacket off byron could pull out his knife and just go just cut that thread off real quick boom we're back moving whereas like i got like my havilon which i love that knife um is that's that's buried in my pack for like if we kill yeah yeah you know Rather than carrying like a like a big old knife on your side, like as far as like a carry knife, because I guess out west, I, I I would all I wanted to I wanted to carry a knife, yeah, and I wanted to have like my Havlon in my pack, yeah, for sure. And that knife fit the bill for the carry knife, super lightweight, Had like small, the handle. yeah, yeah. It was a nice little knife. Mm-hmm. All right, twenty twenty two. Any purchases you're really looking forward to, or or what is up on the list? Well, I already put purchased a new bow. Oh yeah, you did. You yep. you got a Matthews Traverse. Traverse, yeah, it's a very suitable bow. I struggled with uh, you know, I've been struggling with target painting for a handful of years now. It's messed mm-hmm. me up on too many bucks to where at a point where I'm gonna try to fix something and change things. So I was like, I just want to change everything. Yeah. So I got a new Start bow. And then it's like it's it's everybody says it's one of the most suitable bows possible. A lot of people use it for like target and hunting type of. People. It's like a thirty-four, thirty-five ATA, seven, seven and a half inch brace. Like Honestly, it's up there. I don't. I think it's like 33. 33. No, no, no. It's Maybe it's 34. 34. Uh, I looked at it real heavy when okay. it came out. Yeah. But um, but nonetheless, like, you know. But it's 34, but it's got like parallel limbs and stuff now nowadays. Almost below parallel. So like, But it's got a big cam. True, a big cam. But true, a big like, cam makes it a little But you're true, right, like, yeah. yeah. But remember back in the day, like, the target bows that were like 36 axle to axle, they were giant. You yeah, know, tip tall. to tip, they were 42. And this is, you know, like a nowadays, a 33 axle axle tip to tip is like 36. But yeah. you got big hams, right? Doesn't that add they up? They don't stick it? up that much. They stick down. And the new Matthews, they, they, they say it's not necessarily your actual axle, but your whole riser length yeah, is exactly. longer. That's what I'm saying. The riser length has gotten the parallel lens. longer. Yeah. And you got yeah. a big vertical riser. That was always the knock of the, uh, the, the Z7. Z7. Extreme. Because that grip was shrunk back in there, so it mm-hmm. magnified your, your hand torque left or right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but nonetheless, uh, I've shot it some, and it it shoots. I, I like it. it shoots yeah. well. Now, is there something you want to purchase? Anything else major? Um, no, I, I bought I bought a one pin for it too, cause I I cause I used to shoot a one pin, and I never had target panic issues with a one pin, because it's just like same with I'm talking with the red dot. It's like put a dot on the thing and shoot it. So I feel like that's going to help as well. Um, Either you want a Modelo. No, um, good. Oh, I forgot to grab the tahine. Oh yeah, it's in the house. We have to pause for that. But uh, I don't know. I probably do. I'm sure there's things I want to purchase. Boots, socks. Um, nope. Anything. Good on those. I'll probably purchase another pair or two of. Oh, some puffy pants. Socks. 
Puffy pants. That's puffy pants. We, 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 we sat on our elk trip. We would get back to camp and be like, damn, I wish we had puffy pants. Yeah, for that, like, well, for, like, that that, that uh, end of the night and for the early morning. Yeah. Like you said, the early morning getting dressed was the worst part of the elk trip. Because oh. it would dip down. I mean, we went, we went, we did go early September, but it was, like, a touch colder there than average. There was 30 week. degree nights. Like, 30, like, like, like 34. 30, like, like, yeah, or, like, right around 30. Freezing. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's cold when you get up. Like, it's fine because we had down sleeping bags. It's fine when you're sleeping. Uh, when you get up in the morning, it's yeah. freezing cold. And you just gotta like, then you like, you're trying to do all these different things, and you're just like, I just want to get get to walking because I want to warm up. But you can't but, forget something. Exactly. It's so you're so critical. You're sitting there that you doing, don't... trying to make sure you got everything and doing all this stuff. Like, what if you forgot a fucking meal or your water yeah. filter? Yeah. Yeah. yeah or your, your your fucking charger dies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that happened to us. <laughs> yeah. We, in hindsight, I thought about this. That first night, we were not that far from the truck. We should have just packed down to the truck, slept at the truck that night, got our charger, and then hiked back in next morning. How far was you from the truck, do you think? Under half. half. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. About a half, for sure. We're I think. Back. But we would have had another, like, we would have added, like, another couple down-ups. But <clears> I got I had a little bit of altitude sickness that night. Yeah. I might have really been hurting it had I had to go twice. No, if we went down, though, and slept, though. Oh, it, 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 it might have yeah, helped him, might actually. Have helped me, yeah. So, Brad, you said it. You're like half a mile. I'm thinking, oh, you know, we get 30 minutes easy, but now you're talking down up. So, yeah, maybe a little longer than... than it depends on how hard you want to push it. Yeah. yeah. Everything's bigger than you think. Yeah, like, a like by a long shot. You're talking like half miles the crow flies. Is, it's... Long time. Now. I can't explain to you how how much bigger everything is when you're out there until you're actually there. Because yeah. Wade used to preach it to me. Just everything's way bigger than you think. Everything's way bigger than you think. I'm just like looking on Google Earth. It's like 3D. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, ah, just walk up the hill. Oh I got to go. No, but it's like, even when you're at the base of the hill, you're looking yeah, at it like, you're, you're, yeah, you just got to go up that hill. You don't have a scale. Like, yeah. you're, like you're at the top more than you, or even if you're at the top. You're Say you're at the top and you're looking at like a valley and you're looking you're looking at a down up and you hear like an oak bugle over there. Yeah, oh, we just got to go down up over there. That's all we got to do. It, it'll take 40 minutes later. 40 minutes later, I'm not even at the bottom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's like... It, you remember yeah. running that one rock face for fucking an hour? When the storm was like, coming? Well, that was a long... No, no, but when we heard the... When, when we had two bowls, and we we were going to get to a point and had to pick right or left. Yeah, and it was like right there. We could see the point. Yeah. We just, got just want to go down to that point. We could see it. We ran that rock face for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything's just so much longer and, and bigger than you think. He's like your scale, so. like your the scale in your mind is just. We way struggled. Off. We struggled with that as whitetail guys. You know, you sit here in the woods around here. You like look at something, you see something, you're like, okay. And I kind of, so I played football, so I kind of imagine things like a football feels like. Yeah. yeah. You know, and just like you, you think, oh, it's just right there. It's just like football feels like, but realistically, it's like 400 yards. <laughs> just just every the scale is way off. Everything's bigger, and it just makes you just you just don't have that mindset. You know, you see a you see a hill in, in Ohio, you just kind of you just kind of know, like like I say, your scale's off. That's all it is. You know, it's just, it's it's weird though. Big A purchases twenty twenty two. Purchases coming up. Um, you know, going out west, I'm gonna probably purchase a vinyl harness. I think. Um, maybe another pair of boots. That's where I hear people talking. I, I did. There definitely was people talking. Where are they talking at? I don't know. It was like misting rain earlier, so I don't know. But, um, 
Yeah, purchases, I don't know, besides like a bow equipment. I'm definitely going to get a new sight, a new stabilizer, and a rest. Like a totally new setup besides a bow. Well, really? You got you to yeah. get what? Wait, what? Yeah, you're, besides, you're besides getting the a new riser, riser lens and cams, you know, new new rest, sight, and stabilizer, I think. So you're going to go all new accessories on your current rig. Okay. So What's the, wrong with any of the, the current ones? The HHA Burtis, if you're walking at all with the arrow in your rest, it will fall out. Guaranteed. Yeah, it micro diameter shafts. They yep. sneak over the edge. Um, yeah, they do. Um, a sight, I have a CBE. Yeah, you've never been full. Three pin. Uh, three pin slider, four, though, right? It's a three pin slider, but the brightness on it is not even close to an HHA. And then the whole HHA uh, 22 a day and their whole foundation and the HHA program really like it. Okay. Um, but you're saying I'm glad you got the rest of Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if the capture feature really went around, it would be nice. Yeah, um, I have had. I have had. It's that. quieter than a QAD. I just, if you're walking with an arrow, it will fall out, guaranteed. Micro shaft. Yeah. I, I feel like if we had like regular size arrows. Yep. It yeah. may. It may not be as much. Then I may go to a short back bar. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah. Besides the rest and the. Slight, you said boots might be. Boots. A little bit I think we'll get a. Yep. Yeah, I have a pair of 400 grain uh, Irish setters. Paper tricks I really like, um, but I may I think I'm gonna get another pair of boots for out west. You guys, oh, yeah, you're gonna have to get west boots. Yeah. yeah, you guys run Kings and stuff, and you really like them. Not out west. Not out west. Like I, 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 dude, they, they destroyed my feet. They're um, just too. Run uh, Danners. You want Danners? Oh, well, I did wear my Danners for a few days. Them Solomons we got. Solomons, Solomons okay. yeah, they're the they're a little stiffer. I wore the Kings the first day, and we got into Elk, and so we stayed for three days, and I was like. Man, I wish I had a little bit stiffer boot. Remember, yeah. I, I was craving getting something on my feet. And even uh, my out-of-state buck, I wore fucking rubber boots all day because it rained like no other. And I could not yep. wait to get some, some... Dude, I put those Solomons on after that. I was like, I'm ready to kick ass and take names. <laughs> yeah. Which rubbers did you wear the whole day? Um, The good ones. Gumleys? Gumleys. Yeah. Which is fine. They're, they're an outstanding rubber boot. They're, but They're better than... Like they got more rigidity, they're oh, better yeah. than, than others. But you're, you're, there's more support, or there's more ankle support than in a croc than there is a, a fucking rubber boot, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So like all day, like I'm just actively gripping side hill, and I'd walk, I think your three, toes are gripping. Yeah, too, three or four miles before my evening hunt, and then I yeah. shoot a deer, and I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta walk a mile back to the truck. Yeah. So I walked like five miles in rubber boots. Mm -hmm. and my, my, I had a, I did have some leg cramps. And I think it was due to how yeah. I had to actively stabilize all the side hills. Yeah, you get that foot fatigue and stuff. Like I say, with them stiffer boots out west, it's like, imagine like, um, well, I guess you didn't play sports. Um, like you tape your ankles up. Like you, your feet are like supported. Like, so you're not like flexing and gripping. Yeah, you're not actively gripping. muscles. Yeah. yeah. Like my Keens are way more comfortable than my Solomons. Yeah. For for uh, most whitetail hunts, for... If I was going to shed hunt and I said I was only going to go for a three-mile walk, I'd probably grab my Keens. But if I was going to go for a five, seven-mile hike, I would rather have my Solomons. Now yeah, that for doesn't sure. affect your... The, yeah, soreness of your feet. Yeah, 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 exactly. They're just... They're built stiffer. More, yeah. everything's gripping more, you know? Yeah, they, they handle side pressure better. They got, like, your feet kind of braced in there, you yeah. know, to where... They're, they're a just, bitch to drive in, though. They're not good, like, camp, they're, they're terrible, like, camp boots. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would never want to wear them camping and just be, like, chilling around the camp and just kind of doing little things yeah. here and there. Because you're, then your feet will get sore because they're not... Relaxed. They're not flexing enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, but yeah, if you're... Exactly. If, yeah. But, yeah, the, you definitely need to get, like, a more rigid boot, at least just 
I'm looking at their sure. development, I think GTX 4 is, is what it was. Yeah, they're like a nice. GTX Quest 4. Yeah. They got a lot of, a lot of numbers and yeah, shit. Yeah, I'll probably bow shop a little bit 2022. Those were a good purchase, too, that I sent you guys the gloves. Oh, well, yeah, gloves. Yeah, yeah, these minus 33, minus 33 fingerless. Yeah. fingerless gloves. Yeah, that was a good buy. Because um, they're like a more of a low-key like wool brand. Yeah. They're not like your like hydra and stuff. Yeah. They're not like a big name brand. They're I wore them when me and you was hunting in the early run. They got some base layers too, right? Minus 33 makes base layers mm. and the contains. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is for you guys because I, I don't really saddle hunt. Thoughts on single versus double panel saddles? I don't know anything. I've seen the... I've seen the double panels never used one. Yeah, maybe the TX5 or something. Or one of them uh, saddles got multi multiple panels. Yeah. The Cruiser does. They, maybe not. It uh, it's one panel and it can actually actually adjust to two or three panel. Which I've okay. only ran the tethered manis and it's fine with me. So I couldn't tell you. Okay, okay. Next about. one, did he will ask another question. He said heated socks, insoles, or just boot wraps. Which I would assume a boot cover. I think he's talking about your like either an Arctic Shield or Arctic Shield. the little uh, sock doodad that we do. That's yeah. Probably what that's probably what he's referring to. Yeah, so I have bought heated socks. You remember that hunt we did on Zoe's mom's the one day? Yeah. And I had heated socks, and they work, but like you said, there's wiring over a uh, a piece that sees uh, your body weight every step. Like, I can't imagine uh, heated socks would hold up over time if you're walking a lot of miles. Well, if you, if you search it on Amazon, heated socks, heated insoles, um, or any other website for that matter... Neither one of those two have good reviews. They're like three and a half stars. Okay. All of them. That's why I didn't buy. You ended up buying. We I talked did. about buying for a month. You bought heated did. socks? Yeah, I, I bought a pair of heated socks. I've used them yeah. three times. We were debating on socks, rent soles. We were like, clearly the only thing that gets cold is our feet. Like, we need to get something to figure this out. And he ended up buying the socks, and we're sitting there talking like... And they were only like 30 bucks. It wasn't terrible expensive. But, like, if you look at the reviews, they're terrible. Because I think it's just kind of like, um, like you said, some people were like two trips in, they stopped working. Never worked from the get-go. Um, four trips in, they stopped working. Because you're, like you said, it's wiring in a sock and an yeah. insole. Like, it's just... It takes I, a lot of beating. Yeah. I don't, think they can, I don't think they, I mean, I would say if you want to get one of those two, they both would probably work great if they worked. Find the one with the best return policy and yeah. go with that one. Um, but but covering the boots, that is our famous YouTube video. It's, it's the cheap, it's the cheap, easiest way. Take to a pair it. of wool socks you got for Christmas that are junky, cut one at the heel, yeah. and put one over the, the toe box of one foot and put the other over a toe box of the other, and it separates your your boot from the, the cold metal stand and it's shocking how warm they are and they pack great. Yeah. They do have, I have Arctic shields for super late season. And if I was going to go hunt, uh, in a week or two when it, you know, a high of 15 degrees, sure. I would use them, yeah. but, uh, and I would throw hand warmers in there. My sister, if she would hunt, I would put Arctic shields on her and throw some hand warmers in them. But yeah, you just don't hunt that long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he wanted. might be from Michigan, so they might. He might yeah, like it, 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 yeah, they they it might be colder, uh, significantly colder wherever. Uh, Changing will. socks at the stands really helped me before in years yeah. past. Yeah, have you been, Do you still do that? You used to. Do I that. have. If I go, if, if, if yeah. it were going to be freezing cold, I would. Yeah, you wear in like a um, just like a like a normal Hanes, you know, to the stand, and then when I get there, especially in late season. 
Yeah, that, that's when you do it when it's freezing cold. God damn, that rib got me burping. Smoke some ribs, some chicken. Dave's famous. But uh, nonetheless, um, in late season, um, you're definitely going up and down a tree twice. You know, there's no doubt about it. Like, yeah. I mean, if you want to try to pull off the one, one time, one trip up type of deal with like multiple layers and bibs and all that shit. Sounds terrible. It does. So you're going to be doing a lot today. of changing and unhooking of the harness to put layers on and stuff. Like, and yeah, no, good luck. I'm going up and down the tree twice in late season, regardless. And and I'm a I'm a advocate of going one tripper. Like I will pull up Easy about eight thousand pounds of shit, <laughs> so I can just only make the one trip. Yeah. But in the late season, you're going you're making two trips. So you know do you do everything, you get it all up there, and stuff like that. You come down, you kind of chill out a bit. You put on your layers, you swap out them socks. You, you put a all you gotta do is put a cargo bag in your in your backpack, and and a fresh pair of of wool socks. You take off your sweaty Hanes, cheap Hanes, throw them in the cargo bag, tie it up, bottom of the pack, put your fresh socks on. Yeah. Makes a world of difference. You got dry feet, you know. And feet are happy. Yeah, it's, it's a world of difference. And, and um, I'm, but I'm not saying that's going to keep your feet warm and like, and I, I don't, and I don't wear any insulated boots. The mm. only insulated boots I have are these rubber boots that I'm wearing that I've had for like six years from Film Stream and they're like 400. So I, I don't wear insulated boots, um, and and yeah, the, the the sock over the boot thing helps, but like, my feet are cold a lot, so I don't I can't really say like I don't have the best answer because my feet are usually cold. Something I also did uh, <laughs> that I posted before is uh, I put kitchen mat stuff you would put like um, cups cabinet on liner, ca- yeah. cabinet liner on top of my stand and oh, zip tied it down. No, it just did. rubber, rubber cabinet. It was a whole contraption. I seen it. Just I remember down, that. Uh, it's a layer between your boot and your stand. Yeah. And um, some people were saying, "Oh, it rip off." It don't. You're not up there dancing around doing the. But you know, but did it work? Nothing. It worked great. This is the first year I wore a pair of 800 grain rubber boots. It worked phenomenal. Hmm. You know, nothing but. You know, this is my little trick. Mm-hmm. Works good. All right. Yeah, Man, Byron hunted that one day. Remember, it was like muscle loader. We were out. Oh there. my God! We left the truck by. Uh, you remember freezing. my. Uh, it was a high my, of like five. <laughs> it was a high of. <laughs> was my down jacket like failed. I was putting on a, uh, a a down vest, and dude, you would have thought I was putting on like, <laughs> like a frozen ice vest. It was like. <laughs> going on me, and Dave looks at me, and goes, "You can't hunt that." I said, "It'll be fine." It's probably dead quiet in your life. Our eyelashes were like oh, freezing together. Yeah, dude. What was that? What year was that? That was a couple years ago. It's a couple years ago. We were way down in um, the, the the spot. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We parked at Crazy <laughs> Steve's. No, no. We parked at Crazy okay, Steve's and then we went up and over. Yeah. All right. But, uh, yeah, we were down in the spot and, uh, yeah, Byron's sitting there hanging this stand. He's making all kinds of noise. All of a sudden, he was filming. Yeah. And, you know, you know how... I, that's like the day me and you went and my tree stand was like, Wee! Yeah, Wee! I was about to kick in. you out the tree. Like, you got to go, dude. It was like four degrees. Dude, I should note here, Whitetail Experience did not give late season advice because we have killed zero yeah. late season bucks. I've seen a lot of deer late You've season. You've been the closest out of all yeah, of us. Yeah, I've seen a lot of deer late season. We've seen bucks that day we were talking about. Multiple. The yeah, triple multiple. buck fight. It's famous. Triple, triple buck, buck fight. fight. That was uh, like the day after Christmas or something, yeah. It was like 29 or something. <laughs> Triple buck fight. Well, Literally there's two like bucks. decent bucks, 
And then there was like a four-pointer that kept like <laughs> nudging his way in there, like wanting a piece. He was kind of fighting both. So we just kept calling it the triple buck fight spot. And uh, then even that same night, we had that another small buck come down right by us at last light. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. So, yeah, we, we have been, you have been close, but yeah. like we don't put out videos or podcasts on late season hunting. Cause you jumped that buck, that, and then me and Andy went hunting there the very next day. Um... Uh, what spot? I've seen a big buck in the snow in the way back two years ago, and I got down my stand. It was the evening. Got down out of the stand. I remember that last day of get, season. Get to it, and it was already gone. I remember that last day yeah. of season. But I like, can't say where it was at. But you jumped that buck by the creek, you know, and then me and anyone hunted there the next day. Oh yeah, yeah. What spot? Well, I know where it's, it's at. Well, I ain't dude. saying them. Just, well, wait, like, don't we have no a description of it now? No, we don't. I no can't think of this. Hiking trail? Yeah. Close to a hiking trail? Really? Oh, yeah, I do remember yeah. seeing that buck yeah. season. I'm like, you guys got to hunt and here. And then we had a doe you guys come had a good by. Hunt. We had a doe come by. Yeah, okay. We were in a gnarly tree, too. That was sweet. That was a good tree to get yeah. in, yeah. And we had to double rope the bottom stick for it. Yeah, That was a good buck I seen that day, actually. That's another little tip, too. Yeah, there. Yeah, I had a cam there. Yeah, that's another, that's another tip that, that helped us. Um, we had, we were running the Muddy Pros, which I still do. Love those ticks. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, we had we had one of them that we had a double rope for. Yeah. Because just for getting in these big, big trees. trees. Yeah. And we, we got, me and Andy got up in this super gnarly tree that was this big around well, at the base. But then like V'd off at like, you know, eight feet. Mm-hmm. So we were able to just do that one stick low and then get up in there and it was yeah that was that was pretty cool but you could do that for you could do that with straps well that's what i did this year i had i had the big uh i think it's a eight foot strap on my bottom stick i went to go put my second stick on the tree the, the tree i killed out of and literally i couldn't get it and i couldn't i was like oh shit so i had to come back down and tie a second strap to it how'd you even uh how'd you get it around what do you mean oh so so i got it to like uh, it was maybe six inches short or eight inches short and you're just yeah, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, Throw this yeah, thing. yeah. I was like, damn. I was like, I'm not even close. So I went back down. And I t- I Boy Scout like triple four four knotted or whatever. That's two, enough. two straps together. That's, uh, Greg Tubbs asked our group, you know, 2022 goals. We all probably need to learn some knots. <laughs> I don't know how to tie a single knot. I just, oh, no. I just over under pull, over under pull. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I just like about four or five seven of them times. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I climbed that tree and shot that buck. I was like, "Thank God, thank God!" I, I was how, a, but yeah, you didn't answer. How did you? Have to, but then, how did you get? It? Oh, I did. Uh, I looped it over the front of my stick and I reached around and I could get it. Oh, okay. And then I went to bring it forward, oh, and I was like, "Oh, well, so I was that like, was smart, I guess." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh shit, I'm short." That's a cutting the quest though. Yeah, yeah. But what if your stick wasn't even long enough? You know, you'd oh, have you to like lasso that. Would thing you have to there? like tie it around your wrist and then throw the stick or something? I don't know. I don't no, know I think you just have to literally lasso it. Pull out your Zorro like. skills. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so 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 Lyle asked about postseason scouting, and that's something we always do. Like, yeah, I would tell I would tell Lyle to go watch our um, our YouTube series because we've done some off season scouting videos. We're like, hey, this is what we're doing today. I mean, you scout as much as you can. If you don't know about well, a piece, yeah, one walk a shit ton. Take a bunch of notes when you're on X. Um, don't be afraid to re scout areas because new stuff pops up, uh, new hunting pressure. 
uh, an area might have been ice cold this year that's always been hot. I mean, I really like to scout. So, so, so come come season, you go out hunting and you you start moving around, you start bouncing Beer, around. Anybody? I got I'm this good. one right here. This I'm out, no you start uh, you start scouting around, you start hunting your way in areas, you start scouting new areas because you just want to hunt. Like like during season, you do that, right? And then come, I like to go back to those areas that I found in late season and then find, like, so say I'm hunting my way into an area. I don't have a specific tree where I'm going to. I'm just going to, like, an area. I go in there. I'm not really seeing what I like to see. I keep moving. I keep moving. I keep moving. I find a spot that looks good. I find some sign. Okay, I hang there. I hunt. But say I don't see a single deer at night. I walk out. But it, like, look good. I'm going back. I'm scouting that area in the in the spring. Yeah, no go. You know, like cause I like to rescout those areas that I've discovered during hunt season. But then I'll just do a clean, thorough scout of those areas. And then you know, some of those areas that I might have found during hunt season might have been shitty. You know, like yeah. I found a couple rubs. I hunted there. Thought it might have been good that night. You know, I didn't see any deer, but I'm like, yes, yeah, might have potential. But then I'll go scout that area in the spring, and then. Really, it's like that's the only rubs I found in the whole place. Like this, this you know, it didn't look that good. I uh, you can exit off, or you, or I'm, or I'm rescouting it to find, or or say you scout your way in, you find a spot, you see some deer moving and stuff like that, but like you end up like not like dialing in that area. Mm-hmm. You can dial it in the spring. You can dial it in. You can find the kill trees. You can find the little bit better, very specific best trees. You can find the yep. best bedding area. You can find the best pinch in a general area. Me personally. I got two bucks I chased this uh, this fall that, that I'm very interested in maybe picking up sheds. But, dude, I have no fucking idea where these deer bedded. I, I so know. they looking for their bed. Yeah. Like, I, I pinpoint an area they were working their way through a lot on trail cam uh, through a transition type zone. But, dude, I, I even scouted mid-season. I could not find where these deer bedded. And that is a goal of mine to scout out a bull ridge system to, to hopefully find a collection of good rubs and a bedding point. Yeah. Yep. Well, you, you well you found rubs. You found. I did find some good rubs, but I, I don't know if that was. I don't know if that was night. Like sign. you said, you you found you you were scouting during season. Mm-hmm. You found good sign, and now you now you have to go back in the spring to really dial. Yeah, in I gotta find area. the bedroom. You gotta mm-hmm. dial in that area. There's just in general. There's a wide yeah. buck I'd love to shoot. The the yeah and and. The bedding thing, um, I don't think it's as cut and dry as like. Infall makes it seems at times. Okay. Because he, he, he just explains things like um, it's like buck bedding for dummies type of book, you know. Okay. He really lays it out black and white, you know. But And I think people go and find, like, a buck bed. And they're like, huh, this is buck bed. This is perfect. This is exactly yeah. what Infall said. Um, there's oh, there's a trail going that way. There's a scrape over there. All you do is hunt out a scrape, and I'm going to kill a deer every year. You know, it's not that simple, clearly. I mean, yeah, Infall. You know? said, I find, Infall said flat out, he said, um, I find, he said, he said, say you go out and scout and you find some buck beds. He's like, you might be like, okay, this is a decent bed. It's like a 6 out of 10. Okay, you find like a really good bed. Okay, that's an 8 out of 10. Now this is, now you find another one, you're like, this is the best bed. This is the it's buck bed. Like this is a 10 out of 10 buck bed, like the best one. He said, you know what? He said, I'm hunting one of those every night. Yeah, he's hunting the 10 out of 10 buck beds every night. He's hunting a 10 out of 10 buck bed every night. And he ain't killing every night. No. In, in fact, know? So like, I think that's the whole, the whole buck bed thing. People think it's easy that I can find some buck beds and his buck's just going to come down the hill right to me. Yeah. It's just not that simple. Yeah. Know? We know how many miles Jake Bush puts on. And ain't yeah. nobody else in America doing that. Yeah. He had it happen for him 
pretty textbook this year, at least hey, as far as and two year. years ago. Two years ago, the early early season one, yeah, yeah, first So yeah, I mean, but we also know how much that guy lives in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. So so he, I mean, I don't think most most guys, even hardcore guys, yeah, he probably puts on more miles than us three combined. Oh yeah, probably doubles us three combined. Definitely, definitely but even then, even then with the bug bed thing, like. I know, like, he had what he thought in mind was, like, bus we bed in here, and, you know, he's going to come down to this hub scrape, right? You know, and he worked his way in, so I'm going to come in here because he's been there, so I'm going I'm to I'm play the wind, I'm going I'm to make this big loop, come in here, and, and everything in his mind worked out perfectly. That might not have been the case. Like, that buck might have gotten just, like, jumped out of his bed by a couple fucking squirrels going crazy or something like that. The like first, that. the first. Like, early on. That, that buck, the buck he shot might have been bedded, I don't know, a half mile away. But you just, you just don't know. Jake's killed so many early season bucks. He's got something figured out. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not discrediting. Yeah. But it's just not like, I just don't think it's as black and white every time. It's like, if you find a buck bed, and then... And then you happen to have a buck come from that direction, come down towards your way. I don't think you can just say black and white, fully concurrently, that that buck was bedded in that bed and then walked down to me. Exactly. You just so, can't say let, that. Let me, let me ask you. You don't this. know what happened. The buck I just shot, I have a bed marked right on that point he came off of. Did I shoot him out of that bed? But you've been hunting that area. You had how many cameras in the area and you never saw him? On no, I had zero cameras there this year. You didn't have any cameras I'm in the area? I'm talking about a state buck. Oh, the out-of-state buck? Yeah, I jumped a buck out of that bed, scouting, put a little note in the Onyx, buck bed here, approximate. Yeah. I shot a deer at closing time, coming off that point. Yeah. Potential? But he also could have walked potential. a half mile that night. Yeah. Obviously potential. Could be potential. Obviously potential. But you, I just don't think you can say... Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Concurrently, I, like... No, that's, no, that's I'm not going to say... He just stood up. I saw him stand. No, I'm not. No, this thing. You see a buck stand out his bed and come to you. That's a whole nother story. Yeah. Which I know Infault had that happen many times. Yeah. Hell, Jake probably had that happen. Yeah, it probably has. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah Joe. Joe has. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I think um, a lot more bucks just like by happenstance come from an area that you had a buck bed marked, and like people think like. I got Dan Infault style dialed in. Yeah. Like I got bucked. It's been five in. years goes by and they only killed one yeah, or two bucks. Yeah, I bucks. just I just think it's a little just it's just a little far fetched at times, but uh, yeah, but all right. Certain people I believe them. Yeah. Certain people I'm just like. Eh. All right, so Eric, <laughs> Eric, and, and our Patreon is kind of going to lead us to the main source of this podcast, and that is Andy's buck. He has for season recap. I think Andy's buck is a perfect. Uh, uh, thing we need to discuss. It involved all three of us. Do we need to take a piss break before we dive in? For sure. All right. Yeah, and then why not? Let's just work drink some beers. Let's just get crazy. Let's, let's start just talking get about crazy. crossbows, cell cams. Just, <laughs> oh, let's let's just, rip. Oh, let's do it. <laughs>